Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Goose, a.k.a. Bulls Scripted, and we are here after a 115-106 loss to the Indiana Pacers in overtime. Man, it's some bullshit! But uh, let's do some house cleaning before we get into all that fun. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, following at Ontap Sportsnet, following my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted, and following me at Buzz on Tap. Goose, this is bu- dude, dude. I, I try not to use the the officials as the as the bar, um, you know, when we win or lose games here, but. And I know in our last game we kind of got bailed out by some free throws. It seems it seems like karma kind of came and bit us in the ass, I guess, because Zach got robbed in in that fourth quarter. And before we hit the re- everything else that happened in the game, I, I just need to get your initial thoughts on that real quick because that's a hot topic right now. Um, I mean we screwed ourselves enough in that fourth to where there's blame to be placed elsewhere. Obviously, um. That shouldn't happen. This is an NBA game. I get Zach Levine isn't Jimmy Butler. We saw Jimmy get plenty of those calls for the Bulls. It just, it, you hate to lose that game. I mean, and tip of the cat to Oladipo hitting a 30-foot fucking jumper uh, <laughs> to tie the game, you know, after being kind of cold just the entire night. So tip of the hat to him. Uh, but, you know, in a game that you had to have, you you choked. I mean, and the refs helped, but I, I still think there's a lot of blame to go elsewhere. Um, having to play Felicio so much, maybe that's not entirely Jim's fault, but I do think there's things that he could do to kind of avoid that. Uh, he did go to them at the end of the game, but I thought there were stretches where he could have gone with Hutch and Thad more as your four or five, um, because they were only playing with Sabonis. They were down Turner. So that on Sabonis, unless you get switched, obviously, which they were doing a lot in the overtime there. I don't know. I think you could have stole some minutes from Felicio and helped us out there. But, yeah, Big Chris played 30. He dropped a 30-piece tonight. Um, was plus 8 in the plus minus, 11, for yeah. 11, yeah. Board, or 11 yeah. points and 8 boards. But... Um, let's get into the star of the first half for the Chicago Bulls tonight. Chandler Hutchinson coming out party for him. Um, this is something that we've said religiously on the show. I believe this is something you and I were together at the draft party, me, you, and Juice, when Wendell Carter was taken, and we stuck around the whole time when Chandler Hutchinson was taken. Um, back in the previous universe when I was covering the team for uh, another website, um, I had wrote an article about how the Bulls promised this guy, you know, they were going to draft him, Chandler Hutchinson, and there's a lot of potential there out of Boise State. Injuries and uh, inconsistent playing time have really hampered him. Uh, this last five, six games, he's been kind of on a tear. He's been getting to the rim, uh, been rebounding pretty well, and just really playing hard, a lot of hustle. Uh, what did you think of Chandler Hutchinson? 13 points in the first quarter, which was a career high off the bat, and then he finishes the game with 21 points, man. 10 for 14 from the field. You know, I've I've always kind of been a Hutch fan, and that's probably partially biased because I like most of the Bulls draft picks. I feel that's the one thing that they do um, pretty well at. And 
No. Finally, I mean, then tonight again, he had that kind of knee-looking injury that was going on. I don't yeah, know, you're I'll talking shoot. about was that the third quarter that happened, right, where he hit his, banged his knee on the ground or something? No, yep, and it's like, oh, here we go. Uh, right. In the best game of his career, and now he's getting it hurt again. Uh, but he shook it off. He finished the game, and I just – I think we're – Hopefully, I don't know. If we move Chris Dunn, Chandler Hutchinson should be getting some starting minutes. I think he should probably be uh, the starting small forward now anyway, personally. But, you know, I'm not the coach. Yeah, I thought he played real well, man. Uh, In transition, he just looked phenomenal, man. Speed, ball handling, uh, finishing strong at the rim. Uh, He had some thunder dunks tonight, man. Uh, even more thunderous than Luke Cornett dunks. I was the other just going to say, you can't use the same terminology for Luke Cornett as you do for Chandler Hutchinson. They're like, thunder, come on. They're thunder dunks. Well, the earthquake dunks for Hutchinson. Okay, it was earthquake. Uh, I mean, we, we got like fart dunks for Cornett. It was, it was some sort of natural disaster dunk. So we'll go earthquake <laughs> dunks for Hutch. Uh, he, he just played fantastic, man. He was all over the place. I, I really enjoyed what he brought to the table tonight, and uh, I just hope to see more of that. You know, I, I really do. I think that with more consistent play, Hutch can uh, can do can do stuff like that. So I was really really pleased with that. Um, God, dude, you know, Big Chris was the only guy that finished plus in the plus minus tonight. And see, that's that's another reason why I just I don't like that stat. <laughs> he only had one turnover, man. I mean, it came in the first what. 30 seconds of the game when they passed him the ball and it just went right through his hands and he looked at, <laughs> looked at the oh. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible. It's all very bad. It's all very bad. Uh, Denzel came in the game. Uh, two for nine. 0 for five from downtown. Two for nine from the field. He only scored four points, but he had four steals, man. Denzel came up big in a couple crucial moments tonight. If that shot was falling, obviously, I think this game would have turned out to be a little bit different than it did. But, uh, 22 minutes for him tonight. I'm hoping he's playing his way back into Jim's rotation because Jim can't say the guy didn't play defense tonight. He, he was doing what he could, four steals. He, he was making it happen. What would you think about well, Denzel's play? I thought it was pretty Denzel-like. I mean, the defense was nice to see. The shot-making wasn't there tonight, but the playmaking was. Um, no, I mean, we did see Jim go to Denzel in overtime, so maybe that's a positive sign for Denzel going forward here, or maybe with the trade deadline coming up in eight days, um, he's gone. So <laughs> we'll, we'll find out real quick if Denzel's <laughs> in the rotation or if he's on a new team. But, you know, I, that was another rotational move that Jim made tonight when he pulled Denzel I think it was in the third um I wasn't too thrilled because right. I'm pretty sure he brought Felicio in and I was just like what are you doing uh you know getting into Kobe White as well tonight three for six from the field all of his field goals were made from three-point land three for five from down there he had nine uh he had 20 minutes tonight I mean he hit a big three to bring us in within two when we went on that little run there um in the third but not much. I mean, not not nothing really that flashy out of him tonight. Um, a guy I want to get into real quick is, is is Chris Dunn because I can't remember when Victor Oladipo hit that three. He had Chandler Hutchison guarding him. Um, 
I know that that was a real. I mean, listen, that was a that was a great shot. He he was thirty feet out, like you said, thirty foot jumper. Um, I do question Boylan's decision not to have done on Oladipo there. I know Dunn only got sixteen minutes, but Dunn is kind of like that dog defender who's going to get up in his face even behind the behind the three point line like that, and he's going to try to make it difficult for him. So I, I do question that decision. How many minutes did Archie get? Uh, Archie got 14, so he played. Uh, Dunn only played two more minutes than Archie Diakono tonight. Yeah, and that, 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 that was something I was dumbfounded happened. about the whole time, bro. I'm not gonna, you know, because you think Archie can hit a three every once in a while. I mean, he he hasn't hit a three since Nam. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be a dick about the guy. I know for some reason we have a guy that listens to this show. I'm not gonna call him out by name. That loves this dude and gets all pissed off at me when I say he's not a rotational NBA player. Listen, because he made a cute little bounce pass and Chandler Hutchinson almost took off from the free throw line on a dunk. It it, it doesn't tickle my fancy. All right, it, it doesn't. It it doesn't do nothing for me. You mean, you mean Archie doing something that you could do doesn't impress you? No, no it doesn't. And I I just like I said, I, I'm sure Archie Diakono is a great guy. I have nothing against him. I just don't think he is an NBA player. Uh, well, he obviously is an NBA player, but he's not a rotational NBA player on a winning team is basically what I'm saying. Obviously, we're not a winning team, so <laughs> here we are. But I don't, you know, I don't understand some of that. And Hutch kind of got burned a couple times on the defensive end. Uh, how good he was offensively tonight, there was a couple defensive lapses that he did. Hey, he got burned by fucking Dougie twice, and then he got burned by uh, TJ McConnell, like YMCA style under the rim. Um, and I believe that was in the third. It was second or third. That happened in. So I just don't really understand. You know that Victor Oladipo's back, his first game back in what, what do they say, 53 weeks? Um, I think it was 377 days and 82 games exactly. Yeah. So, so he's. A full been, NBA season. Right. So he's back for the first time tonight. They have him in on clutch time. I mean, you got one or two options here. He's fucking either decoy or he's taking the shot. Then you see the play set where he's standing 30 feet out from the line. I mean, just in a situation like that, I know that was in-game. You can't make the change in-game. But just in a situation like that, I don't understand why the best defender on the team isn't it. I don't know how you feel about that. I went on a little rant there. I'll let you, you know, throw your two cents in about it. But I honestly, I don't, I don't get it, dude. Like, yeah, Hutch is a lengthy defender, but Chris Dunn is the best defender on this team. Well, and it's not like most nights when we have Chris Dunn guarding uh, Chris Middleton. Paul Giannis. George, Giannis. No, yeah, like Oladipo doesn't have that much of a height advantage over Chris Dunn to where I feel Chris couldn't impact his shot. Um, you know, I get it was Hutch's night, and clearly he played more minutes than Dunn, so maybe that's a sign that we're going to see Dunn traded here in the next eight days, and we're going to get a lot more Hutch. Um, I, I really don't know. But if you're going to have an elite defender, you should probably use him in endgame situations where you need to stop. Right. I mean, that's that's basically where I said as well. I just I, I was really really surprised by that decision making by Jim because I didn't think Jim was doing like that terrible of a job. Um, <laughs> I know it hurts me to say that because we I dog on him constantly. I mean, as well as you do. But like honestly, the last two games, I think he was decent. Except he had a couple lapses. And it's just like, I don't understand. Like, from the outside looking in, I don't get 
how you don't see some shit like that coming. And if you do see some shit like that coming, then you're too stubborn to to make a change because you want to stay with what you think is right. I, I don't understand. Again, you have one of the best defenders in the NBA as a wing perimeter defender, and you don't have him in the game against one of the best guards in the game. I I I'm fucking dumbfounded. That one that one really that one got me. I, I was I was shocked by that. Like literally that one fucking that really did get me. Um Alright, well moving into overtime. Well from the end of the fourth quarter going into overtime, Indiana it was uh, came back from a it was a hundred to ninety three. Right? And they tied the game up at a hundred to go into overtime. And that was after how we opened the show with Zach getting fucking completely uh, ripped on the bend of his on the bend of his arm in, in the fourth, and them not calling it. But Indiana, at one point, on uh, I can't talk right now. I'm so pissed off. At one point, they went 16 to two, a 16 to two run on the Bulls from the fourth going into overtime. There, that's fucking inexcusable, man. Just not enough adjustments made, and it's just it's it sucks. Like that that was a game we should have beat uh over five hundred team. I'll let you kinda of run with it. No, I mean I there's I just feel like we're beating a dead horse. We can't beat good teams. Um Jim doesn't really make adjustments. When he does, it's generally too late. Like like I said, he made an adjustment in overtime. He realized, oh, I probably should have played Valentine more. We need some offense. Zach's struggling tonight. We can't rely on him to carry us so we need the firepower out there uh which means kobe probably could have got more than 20 minutes so there's a lot of things that jim does that just don't make a lot of sense and at the end of the day maybe losing games like this is a good thing uh as we are having some conversations on twitter you know making the playoffs is probably uh, a guarantee that jim is back next season for right or wrong or it's wrong um so maybe losing games like tonight is for the greater good in the future. I don't know. That's about the only positive spin I could put on it is losing games like tonight as much as it hurts right now. Maybe it means uh, we get lucky in the lottery and Jim Boylan gets fired. And this, this, losing this game, it comes back to another excuse, so check it out, because this is what's going to happen. You know as well as I do the NBA officiating crew is going to come out tonight or tomorrow, most likely tomorrow, and they're going to say that that – foul on Zach Levine should have been called. So oh, that, yeah. that gives Jim a pass right there, with at least within the front office, right? Because they had that game in the bag. Um, going to your point when you were bringing up, you know, we had a good conversation with MK Hoops, which is Mark, uh, Fred, I think Jason was in there. I could be wrong. I can't remember. Um, but talking about, you know, Fred had brought up, you know, it'd be good for the young teams to, to make the playoffs. You know, a young team like this to make the playoffs, it would, it would be good for them. And then you had some people in there agreeing. You had some people in there disagreeing. Um, and I think it's fair to say, even though people are too proud to admit it for some reason, um, it's easy to say here that, yeah, you don't want to make the playoffs because we all have a hidden agenda, I guess you would say. Some people are vocal about it. Some people hide it, that they don't want the front office nor the coach here anymore. So that's kind of how I put it into my tweet. It w- in, it's something that you and I have talked about on this show. Do we think it would be beneficial for Zach and Lowry and if Chris is still around and, and Hutch and Wendell, like those guys that are you know supposed to be kind of like cornerstones or be like some of the guys that we want to build the team around, 
to make the playoffs so they get that experience and they get that monkey off their back and it's good for their psyche. You know, it's good for the team's psyche. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be absolutely fantastic for them. And I, and I want them to succeed. I do. But I don't want Jim Boylan here next year. Because if they may, if they were to happen to pull this off, dude, which I find highly unlikely, but if they were, if they were able to pull it off, you know just as well as I do, that's a fucking pass for this guy. He's gonna come back, and if they did pull it off, it would be despite all the stupid shit he's done thus far. No, yeah, I mean, and a lot of it has to do with the East being bad, though the West is equally bad from six to eight this year. Um. But no, it's it's really bad when you could potentially achieve the goal that the team set in ugly fashion. Obviously, it wouldn't be pretty if they made the playoffs. <laughs> but that goal was legitimately obtainable heading into tonight. Maybe it still is, and they flirt with that all the way to the end of the season. But it, it might just simply be for the greater good that the Bulls kind of lose these close games to good teams. Um, hopefully we can call them taking an incremental step forward this year. I don't know. Uh, we have had a lot of injuries again. I think you're seeing from Hutch that if he's your backup small forward behind Otto Porter Jr., that you, you actually do have some solid depth at that wing position. Unfortunately, Otto's only played nine games, and Hutch has only played in, I believe, under 25. So, uh, we have we have got decimated by injuries. But despite the injuries, we've been in position to win these games and coaching errors. And don't have, you think that's a big enough sample size to see what you need for next year when shit like that happens? I Like you said, you understand the injuries, but when this guy's been there and like we've just lost on stupid personnel decisions <sighs> or stupid play decisions... Like, they can only spin it that Jim's Jim's a rookie head coach. We know that he started last year, but he's a rookie head coach in the NBA, and he's learning. God, uh, that, hurts, that just fucking hurts my head. I know it hurts your head, and it hurts my head too, but you know that that's something that they could say. Um, that The one saving grace might be there could be some good coaches available in the offseason. So we have to hope. Playoffs, no playoffs. Regardless of the outcome of this season, if there's a better coach available out there, that they're going to fire Jim to the moon and bring somebody else in because these players deserve better and the fans most definitely deserve better. Agreed. I don't really have anything else to touch in this game. Um, you know, obviously we lose in overtime. Um, overtime was pretty unfulfilling. I mean, the Bulls didn't do shit in overtime, really. I mean, like I said, we went to overtime having 100 points and we finished with 106 points. So we were outscored fifteen to six um, in overtime. So we can move on to Friday unless you got anything. No, I ain't got anything left. All right. Well, we are playing the nineteen-win uh, Brooklyn Nets. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie revenge. Brooklyn just got Kyrie Irving back. I believe he's playing tonight. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, I don't really. I mean, we can we can get ourselves back in the hunt, right? We, we, that's, uh, that's basically yeah. That's basically what I was gonna say. I I, I think Kyrie, Ir I, I you know my thoughts and opinions on Kyrie Irving. I'm leaving him alone right now, um, because you know he, he's obviously going for 
through a very, very rough time with, you know, everything that happened to Kobe Bryant. So I'm not going to sit here and rip the guy, but you know, my thoughts on him. Um, you know, we have Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a decent team. They're not a bad team. They just had a lot of bad luck this year. I mean, they were a playoff team last year and I don't know really what's going on with them this year. Just has, like I said, just hasn't worked out real well for them. Um, with Kyrie Irving being hurt, not having D'Angelo Russell, you know, I mean, shit like that, you know, after he got traded or whatever. Um, but yeah, so not, like I said, nothing really crazy. I mean, the Bulls need to come out. The Nets don't, I mean, they have Jared Allen. They have a lot of size that could bother us. They have, uh, DeAndre Jordan as well. You know, DeAndre Jordan comes off their bench. Well, I know he's been battling injuries this season for a while. It's just so crazy to me. Like, I feel like we're getting older, you know, (laughs) He just comes off their bench, but they have a great sixth man in Spencer. Oh, we're Dinwiddie. definitely getting older. That's that's yeah. definitely happening. Yeah, I mean they have uh, a great sixth man in Spencer Dinwiddie over there. They have a pretty good bench, believe it or not. Lavert, Wilson Chandler, Spencer Dinwiddie. No, they got a nice roster. That's yeah, they why do. It was funny to hear Kyrie come out and say, "Oh, we're a couple pieces away from actually being a real contender." That's because even he needs the best player in the game around him to be able to win anything. Kyrie, I, oh, see, like I said, I'm gonna be nice tonight because I'm just not a big fan. Not a big fan. Um, but, yeah, Bulls got to come out in that game. They got to try to be physical in the paint. They got to try to take their guards up off the dribble. Kyrie Irving's not that great of a d- defender. Um, you know, they're kind of slow within their front court. So, you know, maybe Thad could could bother. Um, I believe they start. I, oh, God, I, I, got, I got music playing here. I'm sorry. I believe Thad can, uh, you know, bother uh, Joe Harris a little bit, who, who I believe is playing power forward for them. So, or is that Prince playing power forward? He could bully him around too. So, come out, man. Just play a physical brand. I hope they don't got Joe Harris at power forward. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I just looked down. I thought it said power forward. It said small forward. Um, That's even generous. Yeah, no shit. You know, like I said, they got to come out, man. They got to be physical, obviously, you know. And uh, Zach hopefully can bounce back because he's had some, per- you know, two pretty poor shooting games in a row. And uh, that's all I got for this little preview. Got anything to add for them? No, Zach's definitely got to bounce back if we want to have a chance to win. Uh, it's kind of miraculous that we were even in the game tonight. Obviously, uh, the last game, Zach pulled it out in the fourth horse after struggling for the first three quarters. Was not able to get that shot in the fourth tonight, uh, despite that foul that we talked extensively about. Has to come out against the Nets and perform because you know Kyrie's going to come out and probably drop 30 or 40 points. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we'll be back after Friday night's game against the Brooklyn Nets. Be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us at Bulls on Tap, at ontapsportsnet on Twitter. And uh, shit, man, let's go Bulls.